And so you're from Rome, Georgia, and you're in Paris and playing in front of like a sold out show? It was yeah. sold out. Yeah. yeah. Yes, very much. And the theater that Gustav Eiffel built too, that was really yes. incredible. <laughs> Welcome to the Peace Jam podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting, where we'll introduce you to a sampling of the truly diverse and incredibly talented musicians from across the Peach State. Each episode will profile a different artist and share songs and stories recorded live in our GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. I'm your host, Jeremy Powell, and on this week's episode, we're gonna talk to a band from Rome, Georgia, who has found themselves being praised by classic rock royalty and trekking across Europe. Hey, I'm Riley. I'm Bristol. TJ. I'm Logan. I'm Zach. We are the Georgia Thunderbolts, and we play Southern rock and roll. Southern rock and roll, like 1970s, Leonard Skinner, Allman Brothers, Marshall Tucker. Yes, yeah. with a modern twist. There we with, go. With a modern twist. Yeah. What is that modern twist? Just the way of life today and just how we grew up. Yeah. It's way different from back then. So it's just kind of evolved. Yeah, exactly. It's a little heavier. Same, same standard, but a little. A little heavier. A little younger. Newer amps, you know, a little. A little younger. I don't know about the new instruments. Where are you guys from? Based out of Rome, Georgia. I love that. So I'm from Rome, just so people know, full disclosure, I'm from Rome. You're a good man. But, I don't know about that, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually from a suburb of Rome. I'm from Lindale, and you guys are based out of Rome, but you're from suburbs of Rome. You're from Armerchi and Taylorsville. Mm -hmm. yes. like, we're talking small towns. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And now you're like traveling the world playing rock and roll. It's wild, yeah. You just sit back and think about it sometimes, man. It seems so wild. It seems so crazy. Tell me about going to Europe. Oh, God. <laughs> Exhausting, yeah. entertaining, and drank I mean, too much. Yeah. 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 No, it was incredible. It was a great experience because not a lot of people our age or even around our age get to do that kind of stuff. And we were very fortunate to go with people who had a great fan base over there, Blackstone Cherry. Uh, and it was incredible. They treated us great, and we got to play in front of a bunch of people every night, and it was wild. It really was. Yeah. Where did you go? Oh, where did we go? Uh, Switzerland, Germany, Germany, France. Twelve countries, Italy, I think. Copenhagen. Went, Austria. So many Denmark. countries. Austria, Denmark, yep. Yeah. It was incredible. Amsterdam, I think. Holland, somewhere over there. Yeah, yeah Austria, Hungary, yeah. Spain. Paris, was Paris on there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, that was the last one we played. Yep.
you're from Rome, Georgia, and you're in Paris and playing in front of like a sold out show. It was yeah. sold out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Very much so. And the theater that Gustav Eiffel built too, that was really yes. incredible. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Like that, that, and you're right, with, with guys your age, because y'all are what, 23, 24 years old? Oldest is 26. Okay. Yep. So some people would call you still kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're kids from, from <laughs> a small town in, in northwest Georgia, and you're trekking across Europe to play Southern Rock. Yeah. How do they respond to it over there? Oh, it was incredible. Oh, they, love they love it. They, they eat it up, man. Like, it's... It's like uh, maybe Morgan Wallen here or Luke Combs here. It's like Southern Rock's like that over there. Yeah. Rock and roll in general. Yeah, yes. it's just metal. Incredible. Oh, oh, yeah. They love, they love all the like older sounding music, you know, and even like the newer metal, Gojira and things like that. They eat that stuff. And alive. they're so interactive, too. That's what's incredible. Like sometimes we'll play for great crowds over here. I mean, any crowd we get in front of is great to us, but sometimes we play for crowds and they're just kind of like, mm. And over there every night, it was like, oh, yeah, it was incredible. It was awesome. So lend a hand to me when you feel down. And keep your head, cause it's the only thing has the scene in Rome what is the music scene there if, if somebody's never been to Rome Georgia is there a robust scene or um, like what's it like it's not too bad it's it's, it's country yeah but for the most part there's a there's a couple rock bands but my, I mean there's been huge country acts come through Rome yeah I think they still oh, play there too yeah there's t you can catch great music on you know uh, in plenty of places in Rome but it's not as respected as maybe it should be. I yeah. mean, you may you may go see an artist that's playing acoustic and singing, and they may be writing songs that could be number one hits, and they never just just never made it out, man. And it's it's crazy. Tell me about growing up there. Growing up, you guys are young, mm -hmm. but you've been playing together for a long time. So what was it like cutting your teeth in Northwest Georgia? Hey, we, we had some good times back. Then. <laughs> yeah, a lot a lot of it was like um, like open mic nights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, we could play in a couple places, but really, like, I mean, there isn't, there really isn't like a rock scene in no. Northwest Georgia. So yeah. we could play like open mic nights, and we, you know, we'd play there at like uh, Sixes in Cartersville, and we played at Schroeder's in Rome, and uh, yeah. and then all kinds of places like Austell, yeah. uh, Smyrna, Smyrna, any, anywhere we can, any anywhere that they wanted us. That yeah. was that was. You know, a lot the, of bike rallies. Yeah. yeah. And Harley yeah, Davidson shop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The bikers always pull through. Yeah. Always. The old school mm -hmm. southern rockers always pull through. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we did a lot of grinding back in the day, man. Yeah. Like, 
four hour sets, uh, you know. For they went from four hour sets now to 40 hour car rides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When you mentioned bikers, you, you played at Sturgis, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you play with any of your heroes? We played with some really cool yes. people, man. Yeah, we played. We with... played a lot. Yes. Yeah, we played <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I mean, technically, the only band we actually played with was Jackal. Uh, the rest of the time, we were doing our own thing on a different stage. We were headlining that. But uh, yeah, we were, we we were with the Jack bypass band. We just kind of <laughs> yeah. played the hallway. Yeah, we, we were the, the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. We were the band in between the the two bars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So there was a gift shop, and then yeah. there was a bar, and it was just a walkway. Yeah. So we, we were that band that but was in the middle part. I do got to say though, because Jesse Jesse he he did that to us, and we had a great time. But he also let us open for him on the big stage. Yeah, on their thirtieth anniversary, Jackal's thirtieth anniversary. And Jesse's from way, Jesse's from this area, so it was yeah. like you know, it's cool to have the respect of people from around yeah. here that have been doing music for a long time, like the guys in Jackal. Yeah. He helped That's us cool. out, but my God, he made us work for it. Yeah, <laughs> just like you know, Jesse grinded his way to the top. He he didn't want us to come in there and just get our slice of the cake. You know, he didn't somebody us to say to you that he holds the record for the most shows played in a day? Yeah, he does. Oh, Oh, it was the Guinness World Record. One in a month. Oh, God. It was either a day or a month, or it might have been both. But, yeah, yeah, they played like, I think it was like 50-something or 100-something shows in one day. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, how do you even do that? <laughs> like, maybe we need to call Jesse up and find out about this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that on season two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
But are you guys finding that that these guys have been around, so these bands have been around for a while, that they see something in you and they're kind of taking you under your wing, or oh, under sure. their wing? Yeah, no the, doubt. The for cruise, sure. it was the most eye-opening thing ever, man. Like, it's so weird because, like, uh, Henry Paul from The Outlaws walks up and he's like, what, what was the quote it's he said? Yellow, Look, it's the most professional youth group in the world. Yeah. And dude, that, that right there made my entire trip. And I mean, you got Marshall Tucker coming out to see us and they're talking Let about play how with them. the youngest band on here and they're doing so great. And then you got Ian Pace. Didn't yeah. he say something about, uh, we'll yeah. see you guys around the yeah, world? Yeah, last thing he Deep said Purple. to us before he walked off, he said, well, it was good seeing you again. We'll see you around the world. Uh, that's like, that's, oh, that's, that's Man, cool. like our Coming from Deep Purple drama after all this, Jesus. dude. It's like so crazy. And what was, all right, so what was the cruise and, and who were the people that were on that? Oh, God. Roger Daltrey. The, the Rock Legends cruise yep. was okay. the 2023. Roger Daltrey, Deep Purple, uh, Outlaws, Marshall Tucker Band, 10 years after. Uh, Two Wolf, uh, Steepwater Band. Who am I missing? The I'm Georgia missing. Thunderbolts. The, yeah, George Thunderbolts. Uh, George yeah. Thurgood. George, George Thurgood. There yeah. were so many, man. Old school, great rock groups. Every time he walked to the buffet, I always said, "I bet he drinks alone <laughs> 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 with nobody else." Nerdy music jokes. I love it. And when, when we were getting on the plane, he was on the plane before us, and they were calling him to the. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool to kind of be in the same area with those people. Ain't got a dollar to my name. You might think that I'm insane. Well, that's fine with me. I just lie low. Well, What you're doing now started in high school. This, yeah. How old were y'all? Like, were you seniors in high school? Like, tell, take me back to that day. Tell me how old you were, what you were doing, and how it turned into he this. He was a junior. I was a freshman. And we started playing, like, Metallica and things like that in the garage, just goofing off, you know. And then, uh, you know, we had a thing going on for maybe, maybe a year. And we started playing in these little Mexican restaurants and things like that. And I'm say, I'm thinking, I, I don't even know if I'm 15 at the time, 16. And uh, after that, man, we started like booking shows, like somebody said, like Schroeder's and things like that. And um, Zach, 
came along with us. Yeah, I was a junior at that then. point. So I, he was I, a junior. So that's only two. I got to jump later. in because I know Schroeder's. You say it like we booked shows at Schroeder's. Schroeder's is where you get, um, you know, fried potato skins in Rome, like yes. that are amazing. But they, they threw a few at us. It's no, a little, I'm just kidding. It's a little <laughs> yeah. deck on the back of a small restaurant yes. on Broad Street yeah. in Rome. That's it. But <clears> it's. It's for you. It was like, oh, we booked a show yeah. at Schroeder's, dude. You should have seen us piled up in front of the door at the Mexican <laughs> restaurant, man. Yeah. You should have seen us sitting on the sidewalk of Broad Street, playing with our guitar cases open, waiting for a little, little penny to hop in there. We used to go at every gas station in our merchie and just walk in there and ask if we can play out front. Every, every one of them. Get mm -hmm. some hot dog. Even though, you know, we could have went home and ate. Nah, we want to work for this. We yeah. want to play and get a hot dog from the gas station. Yeah. So you went from being high school students grinding it out and, and working on all these songs to play these tiny little shows to somehow somebody saw you and said, we can give these guys a record deal. That was, yep. that was Richard Young yeah. from the Kentucky Headhunters. That's, that's sort of where everything really started. If, I mean, if you want to think about it, like we played a show at the Agricultural Festival in Somerville, Georgia. Uh, that's where it was, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Chattooga County, Somerville, yeah. Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we were playing. Well, uh, I saw Richard from the head Kentucky Headhunters sitting over there watching us. And I, I walked over to TJ. I said, dude, look to your left. He's like, oh, I know. So we get off stage, and he's like, Richard might kill me for this. Well, balls, y'all want to come up to Kentucky and cut a record? That's exactly how And we're it. like, are you kidding me? Dude, I'll do anything you tell me to do. You want five jumping jacks right now? So... <laughs> Anyways, we go up there and we cut this record. Well, Richard's a mastermind, man. He starts pitching it to all these people. And eventually we had a showcase up in Nashville. And uh, we got signed to Mascot and, you know, booking agents and lawyer, all that stuff. But it, we need to thank Richard Young first and foremost anytime we talk we about We wouldn't be the, here the on the show without him. That's we, for sure. We got to thank, too, just because I'm thinking about it, uh, that agricultural fair, we got a chance to open for the headhunters because of this fella named Doug. Doug Kelly, Kelly. yeah. And we just Kelly. actually sold out our home show. We do a, a home show every year, and it was just a couple weeks ago we sold it out, and he did sound for us then, so we got to see him. But he's the one that saw us and booked us. He, he recommended us yes. for that show. That's awesome. So we're because of him to, and Richard. Yes. We're supposed to have a guy named, uh, I think it's Mike Earwood, Michael Earwood, do sound. Well, he ended up not being able to make it, and they're like, we got this other guy. His name's Doug Kelly. Y'all will love him. And we're like, Doug Kelly? That, that's the guy that got us hooked up with the headhunters. We know him already. And they're like, oh, you're kidding. And we're like, no. So we like finally reunite with this guy. Yeah, man, after, thanks for changing our life, dude. <laughs> yeah. After like five years, we reunite with this guy and he's doing sound at our sold out home show. It's like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Full circle.
I like to ask people, what would you say to 15-year-old you? But that's not terribly long ago for you guys. Don't do it. But what would you, what would you say to parents of high school kids who are doing what y'all guys were doing? And what do you say to, for them to encourage more growth like this? Just let them be free. Leave them oh, alone. Yes, definitely. Like, don't ever... That's like that song by ACDC. It's like he's talking about his parents wanting him to be a doctor or a lawyer man, but he ended up being a rock and roll star. But the thing is, like, you need to support them because you don't ever know what's going to happen with it. I mean, something like our situation, our parents could have all been like, no, you need to go to school to be a, a doctor. Or, I made Logan drop out of college. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I would definitely say <laughs> encourage your kids to do whatever they they're gonna do in their life because it could a dream could come true any day i mean especially if the kids dead sold into it like we was i mean just let them live and learn i mean if they like it they'll do it and if they love it they'll do it forever you know i think it's impressive anytime we can get deep philosophical lessons from acdc yeah um <laughs> that's good <laughs> It is a long way to the top if you want to rock and That roll. is true. Yes, it's a long way to that, the top that was if you want to rock and roll. Quote. It yeah. was it. Was it really? Now look at you. When you're touring in the van, what are you listening to? Nothing right now. The van speakers are blown. It, yeah. <laughs> we sort of blew the speakers, but you I know. listen to too much Pantera on, on me and Bristol. Yeah. yeah. It could go from Pantera to Keith Whitley to yeah. The Who. It's mainly Black headphones Saturday. now. No. I mean, we could, I mean, it could be. We're getting old. Yeah. Quick. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, you're very old now. <laughs> I feel like we've aged 15 years and seven years. Do you feel like that, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as easy to recover the next day. Our hearing's gone, our hair's turning gray. I feel like a spring chicken, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Peace Jam Podcast with the Georgia Thunderbolts. You can find their complete musical performances on the GPB YouTube page. Next time, we'll be joined by a band from Decatur that plays what they call eclectic folk rock. Boudreaux, our bass player, has a joke where it's, uh, <laughs> we're like the Indigo Girls meets Dream Theater. I think Dream Theater, that's a little far-fetched, but also very cute. The Ain't Sisters are with me on the next episode of the Peace Jam Podcast. The Peace Jam Podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Jeremy Powell. Sandy Malcolm is our executive producer. Chris Howe, our director of photography. Michael Harris, our production coordinator. Rick Smith of RS Lighting is our lighting director, and our sound engineering was provided by Sounds Good. Be sure to join me for the next episode, and in the meantime, please find and support live local music and independent record stores in your area. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.